Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're here, Combos freestyling to start off the show. I like it. We're here, another episode. Believe in magic, but we're talking playoff basketball. Unfortunately, does not include the magic this year, but what's going on, Combo? Crocs and shambles. Man. Now, <laughs> I was listening to that uh, Bia uh, J. Cole song. I hope I got her name right. Shouts to her. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're not going to talk about magic basketball for this entire episode and possibly not that much at all, I would say, Max. You know what? But that's okay. We're versatile. And I'm going to start off this podcast with a bold take out the gate, controversial, hot take, push some buttons, have a couple people fast forward through this take if they don't like it. So be it. Combo, I'm going to go on the record and say this. I've done a rap NBA um, analogy comparisons back in the back in the day. And I said, Kendrick Lamar is Kawhi Leonard. Very talented. He has a huge fan base. A lot of people consider Kawhi Leonard the best player in the league at one point in time. People say Kendrick's the best in the league in the, in the rap game at one point in time. But availability is always the biggest concern. We don't know when Kawhi is available, the load management. Kendrick seems to post and then just disappear as if he has nothing left to prove. So my whole point is this. He just announced that he's going to release his album here in May. And I can't help him just scream overrated. And I'm not a hater. I'm not the type of guy to tear someone down. Props to him. He's accomplished a lot in his career. I understand he has a huge fan base. But if there, we're just, you reminded me with the rap lyrics. If there's not one artist that somehow has been anointed as one of the greatest, but yet has not had the body of work of, as one, meaning multiple, multiple, multiple albums, longevity, I don't know who else it would be. I really don't. And what, Kawhi Leonard's not playing right now, and Kendrick Lamar finally is now releasing an album. This is the perfect analogy. So that's I just wanted to start off like that. I was just on Twitter. Um, I saw a whole bunch of people freaking out and just wanted to say overrated. Who, Kendrick Lamar? Yes, 100%. 100%. I know. I don't think he's, I think, I think he's properly rated. Oh, God. I don't Pe- think he's, people, I don't think he's, under, oh, I don't think no. he's underrated or overrated. Well, because you're trying to be a nice guy, and I appreciate that. But, Combo, if you go on Twitter, people put him in the same conversation as Wayne and and Drake. Stop. Stop. How dare you? Wayne's been rapping since Uh, he was 17 years old. I I don't think – I think majority might have him in that category, but majority would – first of all, majority would definitely have Drake above, and, and majority would also have Wayne above. I think. Well, then I would agree with the majority, but I, you must have some really good people up north in New York and that understand I get, the industry. I, 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 okay, I'm sure. I'm sure West Coast. It's probably shifting more towards Kendrick Lamar. I could see that. Just like yeah. we're a lot higher on Jay Z in New York than maybe in other parts of the country, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I, me- I remember having teammates on the West Coast, and they just weren't that high on Jay Z. I was like super surprised. Like what? Like like I, it didn't make sense to me. But I guess everybody lives in their own reality. Exactly. And now, see, I'm not I, I'm not that guy to be the glass half empty. I'm a glass half full, so I don't like to tear someone down. But when you put these expectations and say someone's the greatest, I have no problem just saying this. If that is what people are saying, then he's overrated. If the unanimous consensus is the guy's good, but he's not Wayne or Drake, I can agree with that. Well, he hasn't put in enough work to My really man. be like to po- – to totally be like – especially with Wayne and Drake – like Wayne put out so much stuff, it's crazy. And Wayne, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to even get a grasp of all his work. 
Exactly. Wayne literally would take your song, remake it, and do it better than you did. It was the ultimate slap in the face. And now he says, for one, he doesn't write. He'll just freestyle. Two, he's put so many bars out there, Combo. He said it takes sometimes a week to just come up with a new bar. That's how many this guy has. All right. Well, I think if you said who's better on a Twitter poll, Wayne or Kendrick Lamar, it would favor... Wayne, I, I could actually do it. You know, I'm the I'm the poll guy. I, I do a lot of polls. I don't do a lot of hip hop polls, but I could do it. Right. Okay. Well, then, if you decide to do I, that combo, then I support it. I'll let you know if I do that. We'll see what develops. Okay. All right. Well, sorry for that brief uh, interruption. There, we are talking playoff basketball. There's a lot to talk about. I just recorded an MVP podcast, and apparently, I had some pushback on some Go of my subscribe, takes. Go subscribe, man. Go subscribe. Go subscribe to the MVP, you heard? I appreciate that, Combo. That was very genuine. I really do appreciate it. And subscribe to the Combo's Combo's Court, of course, featuring Andrew Combo Salop. Yeah, I dropped one today. Look at that. We just are grinders over here. So it's only right we recorded Believe in Magic. And I'll start off with one of my bold takes, Combo. And then, obviously, it's topical. The Brooklyn Nets just played the Boston Celtics, so it's right on time. And I realized something couple things I've realized. One, I've said Kevin Durant, we've had this discussion before on the pod. Him and Kyrie Irving are the greatest artist duo of all time. Doesn't mean the greatest duo of all time. Kobe, Shaq, like you could say Jordan Pippen, but just as far as two guys, blank canvas, can go down and do whatever they want offensively. But they lack leadership. And so I'm giving them their flowers, but I'm also going to hold them accountable. And this is my whole rant to you on why I say Giannis is better than Kevin Durant. It's not something you can measure. It's not a stat. But there is no leader in that locker room. Amazing basketball player. Top, you could say top 10 ever in Kevin Durant. Not questioning his skills. Never did that. But as far as accountability in a leader, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are not guys to do that. I mean, he had the Golden State culture that protected him. OKC, he was very successful. But he's a different man from when he was pre and post Golden State. Pre Golden State, he was just all about basketball. Very down to earth, chill. Post Golden State, he walks around with the chip on his shoulder because I feel like he doesn't feel validated that people don't give him credit for those two championships. He's completely different. And so when you have that accumulation with a guy like Kyrie Irving, who's very polarizing personality, I don't feel like they have a leader. And that's if, if there's any Brooklyn fans listening to this podcast, that would be my biggest concern on who is a leader, not the talent, but a leader. So you're saying Giannis is a better basketball player than KD because he's a better leader? Yeah, not only that, because he's a much there's a huge gap defensively. Kevin Durant is not as good a defensive player as people say. He literally, since Golden State, now Golden State, he was at his highest peak, I feel, defensively. Sorry, I lost you. Golden State, was he was at his highest peak defensively. If you watch a lot of his games, like that game winner was on him because he was caught ball watching. I'm not saying he's a liability, but Giannis is a all NBA defender, versatile defender, two-way superstar. I don't really view Kevin Durant like that, but there's many reasons why I say Giannis. But my biggest point in this spiel is the leadership quality. What comes with the best player in the league is a lot of intangibles, your personality, what you bring to the locker room. Giannis is a bona fide, certified leader. No drama. I don't think Milwaukee. I, mean, I don't think Brooklyn has that in the locker room, and that's why I'm a little worried. I think they beat Brooklyn. I mean, I'm sorry. I think they beat Boston off pure talent, but I don't think they go further than what people are expecting them to do, or a championship if that's the expectations you'd want from your best player. Mm. 
So you say no drama. Are you trying to say that KD brings the drama? Yes. Is that what you're Yes, to say, absolutely. Max? He goes back and forth with people on Twitter. Um, I don't really think, and again, I'm not making this podcast to tear down Kevin Durant. He's amazing. He's the second best player in the league. I love him. I'm just saying when you're holding him to be the best player in the league, there comes with that a sense of leadership and accountability that I don't think he presents. Let's see how this all plays out, Max. We this will. Playoff. I hope. Uh, I tough, hope we play Brooklyn. A... We as in Milwaukee. Hey, man. Uh, KD was like a toenail away from beating Giannis without Kyrie. Oh my and gosh! How hard. long are you going to live that tail combo? Come on! If you know what, if Ray Allen and, was on the uh, line, he, Braun only has three was... championships, not four. Well, you can't live well, in that world, combo. Well. In my opinion, if you just take the games he played, just the games KD played this season, he had a better season than Giannis. No, I disagree. Now he he was he was he was <laughs> out a lot for injury, so Giannis therefore had the better season because he was more available. But I think KD is right in that MVP mix. <laughs> if, he doesn't get injured. What are we talking about here then, Combo? There's a whole lot of ifs in your statements here. I'm going with when the they facts. Played, when they played last year against oh each other, KD was the best player in that series. It's the truth. He was the best player in that series. Oh I'm just... The skill level. The skill level. Basketball is a skill sport. I don't know if you realize that, Max. And KD is just tremendously more skillful Time than out. one. Okay. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Who did you say is the most skilled basketball player of all time? Kyrie. So why is he not the best point guard in the league right now? Why not even the not best player. The why best... is he not the best point guard in the league right now in your book? First of all, skill doesn't mean the best because athleticism... <laughs> This is my whole point. <laughs> so you could say Kevin Durant's more skilled than Giannis. I'm perfectly fine with that, but that doesn't define right, but everything. But you can be more skillful and better as well. Like you could be both too. <laughs> that would be, yeah, but that would just be flat out incorrect with the Kevin Durant Giannis situation. Cause no, it's just one of my points. I, I, I gave you three points. Like he played MVP level this whole year. He was the best player in that series and he, Series that Giannis was in, carrying his team without Kyrie and half a Harden. Hey, he's a better player, man. So, do you think that they're they have a leader in the locker room? Steve Nash. I don't think he's the leader they of got, a guy like Steve Kerr. They, they they got guy. I mean, Katie is one of their leaders. Patty Mills is one of their leaders. Steve Nash is one of their leaders. I mean, they have multiple leaders in the locker room. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not in the locker room with them. So right, right, I don't right, know right. Exactly what they're doing, but My, I don't know. Like, I like to say that Katie, that Katie is such a worse leader than Giannis is. I don't know if that's to be the case. Oh come on, combo. Now I think it's fair to say, like every best player in the league in association history was a leader. Like Kobe Bryant, leader. Michael Jordan, leader. Magic Johnson, leader. They all led differently, but they were leaders. You understood this was their say, team. I, I, I would say, I would say, Magic was really the biggest leader out of all those guys. Not the best, but the biggest leader. He had more. Michael Jordan really just led by example. Like 
Bro, he was punching Steve Kerr in the face. Like, yeah, but if you crazy. if you he watch was, the last like, dance, though, he they said, look, he may be a jerk, he may be other names, but he would hold you accountable, and he to, would bring the best say, like, out of you. Just because, just because KD and Michael Jordan aren't a Magic Johnson type leader, and I think I don't know who's like the so much greater leader out of KD and Michael Jordan. They just they both they both played their sport, but they weren't like super leaders like a magic johnson you know what i mean like magic johnson was magic johnson and isaiah thomas are like the epitome of leaders but see yeah i'm not even saying he needs to be that but you don't even think when i said who's the leader of this team immediately we go maybe steve nash like Like, like, that's a problem chris Chris paul is a better leader than both of them is he the better player no no but as the best player in the league you should have a leader in the locker room like brooklyn i feel like their demise is they don't have a leadership presence we don't know what demise what demise? There's going this to be a is... demise. Oh, now this. Okay. So when it happens, then you can talk your talk. But there's no demise yet. We just started the playoffs. The demise. Combo. You have to agree that has been the biggest flaw in Brooklyn. No, like, what's got... going on with Brooklyn with can, James Harden? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Don't, don't, don't fake it now because there's a lot of pressure on you, Combo. Can you hear me? Your audio went out. Yes, I can hear you now. Don't run oh from it God, now because ahead. it's getting hot here. I know it, there's a lot of pressure. You're on the hot seat. But look, James Harden, were, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. They, no, no, time out. They were injured last year. Okay. But has there not been drama? Has there not been – this is exactly what, why people like K- KD, why would you leave Golden State and go to Brooklyn? When Golden State, you have a certified, amazing culture, one of the best leaders in Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green. But when going to Brooklyn, even though he's, Kyrie Irving has talent, James Harden has talent, but who's the leader, the personalities, the culture? That was the biggest concern with that group. wasn't the talent. It was the personalities and the leadership. That was my whole point. Bro, to say you could come, you could come with some better points that Giannis is a better player than KD than leadership. Like I'm not even talking about Giannis, right? Well, I'm saying on the court, I'm taking Giannis as well. But I'm just talking about right now, just as far as Brooklyn, is that not a concern? leadership yes 100 percent leadership that matters in sports combo it matters in sports but it's not everything when you're talking about the league's best player it's not like chris everything paul, like chris paul was a better leader than michael jordan i'm not but i'm not saying it's everything but i'm saying the best player should have a leadership quality i don't see that does Kawhi have a leadership quality yeah he, he went out best. he led by example and, and then on that rock and that on, oh on that, my god so then listen, you can say that about anybody no but listen and even on that roster for one head coach amazing coach of the year was a leadership and kyle lowry was a great leader on that team but i never thought Kawhi was the best player in the world that was one of my biggest critiques of Kawhi leonard and why he wasn't better than lebron when people were saying that but that team had well, a leader kyle of, lowry was vocal the coach was yeah, vocal they, they had they had you know they had big injuries last year, and now you're calling the demise with game yes. one. Come on, bro! You I said I call think it demise. I told him I think I, they beat Boston. I'm, I picked them to beat Boston, but I'm saying your expectation if you're the best player in the world with Kyrie Irving when they did have James Harden was championship. Not, you should hold them to that standard. Look, if they stay healthy, the demise will be probably their defense if there is a demise at all. Like. They're weak on the defensive side. They have enough leadership to win. Like they have Steve Nash, they have KD, they have Patty Mills, they have a bunch of other veterans who aren't playing. 
they have enough leadership in that locker room. They're not super young like the Memphis Grizzlies. Like they got vet- they got guys that won championships in there, man. Like they have enough maturity, experience, and leadership. I think if they lose, it'll really come down to their defense. I don't think it's a lot to overthink. I know it's not a lot to overthink. I see what my eyes are telling me, Combo. My friend texted me this morning. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring that up on the podcast today with Combo because that's exactly what I saw. And he was like, bro, I don't see any accountability or leadership of Brooklyn. And I was like, I 100% agree. That Oh, my God. Leadership. The guy, KD, played a terrible game for KD. That's why they lost. That had nothing to do with the leadership. Oh, my God. You're overthinking it. Combo. I'm disappointed. You're and you're a get it guy. That's what's blowing my mind right now. You're a get it guy. Katie, how did Katie play? Maybe you're, maybe you're not a get it guy. Who knows? Maybe I saw. Maybe I thought all wrong. The demise of combo. <laughs> maybe you're not a get it guy. If you think I'm a get it guy, then I'm not a get it guy. It means you're not a get. Maybe it guy I'm not a get it guy. Was, Who knows? You thought I was a get it guy. You heard me. Maybe we're the Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn Nets of podcasts or just personalities. Super Who talent, knows? Super talent. Super, super talented, but no leadership. Yeah, can't get it done. <laughs> nah, I don't think. Look, man, like maybe they don't have leadership at an all-time level, but they have enough, like, to win it all. I think. Okay, well, I, you know, I would... not even say I'm not even saying they're like the favorites, and like even if the why Grizzlies, are they not? Even if <clears throat> because their defense is bad. But you have the best player combo with Kyrie Irving, who's the most skilled player of all time. We'll see how things shake out. Oh, I, I want them to face the Bucks because that will be a great that will be a great podcast after that series. I hope Giannis meets Kevin Durant. I do. Does Does KD have two players like Drew and Chris Middleton? Yeah, he has, Kyrie. he has Kyrie Irving, and you could say when Ben Simmons is on the court, when he is because he's expected to return, and he has Seth Curry. And he has Seth Curry, who's been who's incredibly valuable. Seth Curry is definitely a tier below Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, clearly. But I'm saying that Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are not on Kyrie Irving's tier either. Man, Drew Holiday is an all star. He's Middleton not on Kyrie. Yeah, but they're not on Kyrie Irving's tier. You know that. That three is better than than the three in the Nets when it comes to impact. Well, I, and I also believe in that culture more in Milwaukee as well. So I would agree with you. That's why I'm picking them to win the whole darn thing. So I would agree with that. But I'm saying we can't act like KD doesn't have help. We can't act like he doesn't have offensive power as well. I already knew defense was a problem. It was a problem but when Harden was there too. It's like this has always been a to problem. Say, to say the Bucks have culture because they won last year is kind of like Monday morning quarterbacking. The real three teams with culture in the NBA, the real three teams – not just because the team who won the championship the last year have culture. The real three teams are, and actually you could put the Warriors in the mix here, the Spurs, the Heat, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Warriors. See now, Those are four teams. Those are four no. teams that really have basketball culture. Combo. Like, how could you say the Spurs have culture when they've been irrelevant ever since Kawhi Leonard left? They don't have that guy. You still need that guy to win a championship. Yeah, but culture to me, like, and I'm not saying San like, Antonio doesn't have culture, but just to act like because they've been around a long time means they have better culture than the Bucks right now. Like, yeah, they have longevity on their side and Greg Pop, and I'm not saying they don't have culture, but right now you can't tell me Milwaukee doesn't have culture. 
This guy was about to get fired if he didn't win a championship, man. Come on, man. That's not real culture. The Warriors had Mark Jackson so, fired, and he's the one that created the culture. Just because your coach gets fired doesn't mean you don't have how culture. Long ago, how, how long ago was that? It was a while, but he's the one that created this whole I'm thing. I'm talking about last year. This guy was about to be fired. No team's a real culture about to fire their coach unless they win a championship. What do you call Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr? That's a while back. But they already. still had so culture, but he have, created it. They have, they have built culture since then. And actually, Mark Jackson created some of that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, but that was a while back already. Combo. That's not that's not the team I think of when I think of culture. I'm not just going to say they have the best <laughs> culture because they won the I don't think I don't think Milwaukee has the best culture, but I do believe they have a championship culture right now with Giannis I, as your best player. Have, I'll give I'll give you that they have better culture than the Nets. I give you that. That's it. That's all. No, I, I agree with that. But they don't just but don't just say uh, this team has great culture. The team that won last year, like. Anybody, we could all do that, Max. We can't all just go win an NBA championship combo. No, but then just whatever team wins, they're the team with the culture. No, there's really like four teams that I think about when I think of culture. And and, and but here's the difference between Milwaukee, and like for example, like Toronto. I never said Toronto had like the culture as soon as they won because I understood. Yo, listen, because Toronto, Kawhi. Yeah. Listen, because Kawhi was actually, a rental. Kawhi was a – even though they have a culture, Kawhi we knew was there and he may be leaving. Giannis was drafted and developed in Milwaukee. Chris Middleton, as much as people said maybe he shouldn't be your number two, like he stayed in there. Like they grew this organically, and that's why it feels a little bit – whenever a team wins a championships with the guys they drafted and built organically, we can all agree there's like a sense of – loyalty and culture within them. That's what made the Warriors so special. They drafted Clay, drafted Steph, drafted Dre. Instead of just getting a bunch of now granted they traded for Drew Holiday, but they it felt like they built something. Brooklyn felt like it was just put together. Like the Lakers don't have a culture right now, even though they won a championship. But that was because they traded all their young players. They got Anthony Davis. They got LeBron. But yeah they LeBron won a- is, LeBron LeBron is the culture when he goes to teams. Yeah, and that may not be what – and you know I'm a LeBron guy, but that doesn't feel as special as something like what Golden State did, what Milwaukee did. Um, when you look at people that really built – like San Antonio did do, and that's why I agree with I you. I don't know. That, that, that bubble championship was pretty special. Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite finals I've ever seen just because the bubble, well, the pandemic. Said, you, said it did, you, said, you said it didn't feel as special as the Bucks. Like I don't know about that. Well, I'm not saying the cha- it doesn't take away the value of the championship, but what I'm saying is as far as the culture in your franchise, there's something different from drafting a guy and seeing him develop to winning than getting a bunch of pieces and then winning a championship. Like Golden State, they built. Like That's why there's like that sense of San Antonio. They so basi- built. Basi- basically, you're not a believer in the Nets this year. That's all. I'm not. Right? I'm not. I'm not. And I like watching. It's not like I'm I rooting against like, them. I think – I think the Bucks and Nets are legit title contenders, along with obviously the Suns, you know, and a bunch of other teams. There's actually a bunch this year. I'm not saying Brooklyn's like trash. Like I said, you have the greatest artist duo of all time, the second best player in the world right now. They should be a title contender. I just that's why I'm sold on Milwaukee and Philly. I have questions because James Harden doesn't show up in big moments, so I won't be surprised if Brooklyn makes it far. I just don't think. I just don't. I just want some accountability. That's what I'm looking for. We'll see, but you can't hold people accountable after one game in the playoffs. Hey, I'm not saying you need to blow it up. And especially, and I mean, they did, they honestly, with the injuries that they had, they overachieved in that series. Like, they really did last year. So, we got to wait and see. They had a crazy season with all the COVID and everything else that they had. I got no sympathy for Brooklyn. No sympathy. 
can't. I can't. I don't, have, a, I don't have sympathy for any of these teams, but I'm heartless combo. I'm like the weekend. Now I have a crazy, a, another crazy thought. But if there's any other series you wanted to talk about in the East, please. Oh let man! Me know. Oh, in the East, or no, any any East. series that come to mind. Oh, Minnesota Grizzlies is such a great series. That was the that was what I was going to say next. Was I, so I had the podcast today with Jordan Foote. Shout out to Jordan Foote, and I was like, you know, I think because I always talk about how I don't see the it with Tatum. Like we see the skill, but I don't know if he could be your number one. And I was like, Ant to me. And I know this sounds hyperbolic because it was only one game, but all, one game is all I need to see and just the personality. He has more it quality than like Jason Tatum. And I was saying that just as far as like that dog, that alpha wants to win at all costs. And like John Morant's like of that same type of cloth. They're cut from the same cloth. So I love to see them go head to head. I was like, I won't be surprised if Minnesota is able to shock Memphis this year. No, I'm not mad at that. Um, you know, I've been high on Anthony. Edwards for a long time. I even pulled the clip up. Yeah. Of me and you on my Instagram stories today talking about how, you know, I think in that clip I was talking about how he had the highest superstar potential, and I really felt he had that by far. I know people were arguing for LaMelo that year, but I was, like, big on Anthony Edwards, just his ability to score on three levels, how athletic he was, even the it factor that you're talking about now. And to see him now in his first game drop 30-plus in the playoffs, that was phenomenal. And going into the draft, the thing was they really didn't talk about his athleticism a lot, like the way they should have. They were like, yeah, he's a good athlete. But they never really said this guy's going to be the top 1% of top 1% of athletes. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, why is nobody talking about this guy's athleticism? And now it's shifting the other way. Like everybody talks about the guy's athleticism, but now they don't talk about his skill set. Like the guy is super skilled, could score with either hand off either foot, three-level score, um, you know, underrated passer could catch and shoot as well. The shooting could get better, but the guy is just super skillful in the lane, especially when it comes to finishing with the educated feet, as Fran Schiller likes to say. So the guy is super skillful, and it's amazing to see that it factor that you're talking about it now really come to life. He was always such a great interview, and there's a great chance that he's the future face of the league. And you know I've been saying for a long time that in my opinion, he's a future MVP. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. Everything. I was uh, I was able to interview him this year covering the Orlando Magic. Shout out to the Magic when we can. And he is he is a really fun interview. He's a good guy. He he's like a really good positive presence. I really just feel like watching him up close too. He's a lot bigger than what people think. So he's he can create space in a phone booth, but he has that size to finish in the like in the paint. Obviously, you talk about his athleticism, and they match up really well against against Memphis. Like they have the right amount of dogs, like the pick and roll, the switches with Cat. Like I just feel they have the ingredients to shock them. And I mean, obviously, Memphis has been a better team this season, but just for some reason, head to head, I just feel like it's a weird matchup. I think you're right. I mean, Memphis has definitely been the better basketball team all year, but I would say. Minnesota has the better hoopers. If you think about the top four guys in this series and you just look at it from a hooper point of view, a simple way to look at it, who's the top four guys you're going to take in a pickup run? Obviously, John Morant's going to be in there. But then I think, as much as I like Jaron Jackson, I think it goes D'Lo, Cat, and Anthony Edwards when I'm looking at hoopers, right? Yeah. So, in my opinion, Minnesota has the better top-end talent. 
And they have that guy who people hate, but it does work. That agitator that you don't want guarding you. You're scared he's going to injure you. 100%. Patrick Beverly. It makes it. It makes a difference. To bring the conversation full circle, I think Patrick Beverly brings that microwave culture in a yep. quick amount of time. You know? Yeah, and who's what's his position? Point guard. Who's the Memphis Grizzlies' number one guy? Point guard. So, like, just to have that agitator constantly barking, constantly yeah. getting physical, it's just weird. It's weird. Is there any other uh, team? Obviously, Chris Paul had a great performance, but is there any other guy, player, team that you that stood out to you so far in the playoff games? I thought Raptors Sixers was interesting and we continue to see that James Harden is not quite the same player that he was. But one thing that I will say is the playmaking and the ability to make the right read hasn't changed when it comes to James Harden. So that's really good to see for them because he's not going to be their number one guy. He's mm-hmm. going to be their number two, even though I think that's always an overrated conversation. As you know, I, I think it's like that kind of stuff is over talked about, but James, I mean, James Harden, had a pretty good game. But I think like the Raptors were a trendy choice in that series. And it showed that the Sixers just had the two best players in the series. And that often could take you over the top. Uh, kind of like what I was just talking about with who has the best top-end talent with Minnesota. But, you know, Toronto wasn't bad on offense. They did enough on offense. Just defense was not good enough to beat this Sixers team and that was the thing going into it like oh Raptors they got all this length on the perimeter they're really good defensively they muck it up but they didn't do a great job in game one and they're going to definitely have to make some adjustments in game two but Nick Nurse is great at making adjustments so we'll see how things go but you know I remember talking on Twitter spacers Friday Night Light shouts to P we were talking about all the contenders and somebody in the conversation was saying they didn't feel the Sixers were a contender, and I absolutely feel they are a contender. Definitely not the favorite. Definitely not the favorite. Even like the Bucs and the Nets we were talking about earlier, I think have a better chance than them. But I wouldn't be totally surprised if they win it all because they have Embiid, they have James Harden, and Tobias Harris and Maxi are playing great. So kudos to that team. They took care of business in game one. You're going to put some respect on Milwaukee's name by the time this podcast is over. As far as the postseason, I said they're not. I said I said they're not the favorites. No, 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 I no. Said, I, 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 I know, I know. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, just in general, because you know we don't think of Milwaukee as a dynasty, but I mean, winning two championships in a row—if they do that—it's something to, to just. But man, but you're 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 saying that the, the demise of the Nets and the what you're saying it's really early. The demise of the Nets and the. Bucks already won the championship when I think the Suns have a better chance to win the championship than the Bucks. I'm saying I if, mean, if, if they're my pick to win it, but I do believe it's a oh, finals okay. rematch. So you're projecting. That's good. I like that. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Phoenix could easily well, very well win the rematch. But I mean, I do. called the demise of the Nets. Well, if they lose, it is a demise, right? I mean, you don't, you don't just lose. Like you, you, well, no. It's a, well, some of it, I, I think if they, like, let's say Ben never comes back 100%, right? And they make it all the way to the championship and they lose to the Suns in six games. That's not a demise. Yeah, I, I don't see that happening, though. I think they lose early. I don't think they get to the finals. Well, it's crazy that one of these teams are not going to make it past the first round, right? When yeah. It comes to Celtics death. Yeah, this is a tough first round for sure. Combo. Yo, first of all, this is the best. This is the best playoffs I've seen in a while, I think. Like, just with the first day? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The first couple days? There's a lot of parity, a lot of different teams you can make an argument for, like you said. 
Uh, Combo, the floor is yours. I know you and I have been going a little bit back and forth. You got beat up a little bit, but I'm sure you got your feet under you now for the famous outro. Well, uh, MVP, dropped the podcast today. Go check that out. Combo's Court, we dropped the podcast today. I'm sure we both talk playoff basketball, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's yeah. what we talked about. Yeah. So go subscribe to those podcasts. It's MVP Podcast, and it's Combo's Court, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. You know you could catch Max on Instagram and Twitter at Max underscore Van underscore Aukin. You could catch me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. You could catch Combo on Twitter at Combo's Court. Same name as the podcast, C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. We'd love if you rate, review, and subscribe this podcast, the Believe in Magic podcast. If you can't do that, why not drop us in your group chats? Drop us in your basketball group chats. Drop us in any group chat. Let them know you're listening to the Believe in Magic podcast. Talk soon, Max. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.